Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The number one team in the National Hockey League, duh, it's the Boston Bruins, the best regular season ever. Number two, it's the Edmonton Oilers, everybody, the number two team in the NHL, the winners of eight in a row. Number three, the Carolina Hurricanes. The number four team in the NHL is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Number five team is the Vegas Golden Knights, as far as I'm concerned. They are my West Conference favorite. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Indeed, it is. It's your favorite daytime sports talk show on Game Plus Television. I'll say it again for those that are just joining us here in hour two. It is Channel 924 on Talos, all across BC and Alberta. And across the rest of the country, Bell MTS Cable, Sastel Max, Rogers, Kojiko, East Link, out into the Maritimes, and in 31 U.S. states. It's what we call a football Friday, and we've literally talked about every league so far today. We're going to continue that with our guest, who's been gracious enough to stay with us, two-time Grey Cup champion, Stan Peters alumni, Kent State alumni, and now the Stam's VP of Business, Jay McNeil. And Jay, before we go any further, I want your take on this, because I promised I would ask. Our poll question today, everybody, for Key Auto Group, and by the way, Key Auto Group has the largest selection of quality new and pre-owned vehicles in the Parkland area, cars, trucks, SUVs. Your journey begins at keyautogroup.ca. Who's the best color commentator in football? Why do we ask? Because it's Football Friday and Tony Romo's come under fire from CBS for not preparing well enough. Apparently he faced an intervention at his Dallas home from CBS executives that flew all the way in from New York and said, Tony, you're not preparing good enough. Who do you think's the best? Troy Aikman, Chris Collinsworth, Tony Romo or other. And how about this, CBS? Tony Romo's leading the poll. Dan McNeil? You're a football fan. You watch. Your mind's going. Yep. How would you answer that? I always liked Troy Aikman. I thought yeah, he, he's uh, my guy. Yeah, I thought he's done a great job. I really enjoyed Tony Romo. I thought he added added a different perspective than most had. Is that a result of him not preparing and have to ad lib a little bit? I enjoyed you know his commentary. So I'd probably go with Aikman, though, if I had to pick He's one. my guy. Yep. Doesn't mean yep. we don't like Tony. Exactly. Yep. You know, we're, uh, well, I'm a Cowboys fan. Who's your team? In the I'm a NFL? Seahawks fan. You're a Seahawks fan? Yeah. That's <laughs> about, <laughs> you're a 12, huh? Yeah. You're a 12. You, know what? you either love him or hate him. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah there's, there's fair There's no in-between. But that's the thing is you can tell. I, I've got about 15,000 hours on the mic in this perilous trade. You can tell when somebody's not prepared. Fumbling. Um, uh, uh, Tony doesn't do that. So can you promise me as a business executive, would you make this promise today, Jay McNeil, that you won't listen to three fans and go and change everything that you do in business because of what somebody wrote on Twitter? Will you not be that guy? You know, and that's something that's new I wasn't used to is that, you know, as a player, social media was just coming in. Yep. You know, Facebook. And there wasn't the opportunity to comment like there is today. And so, you know, I've had to stop myself from going down that rabbit hole a few times when we've announced, made an announcement of one way or another be just because there, there, there's always going to be something negative, and you can't make everybody happy. And I've had to, you know, stop myself at times from reading. Just it. a response, or even reading. Period. Let no, alone responding. I do like to read because I want to, uh, I want to understand what's the narrative that's going on of anything that we announce. So I do watch, uh, do watch for a little bit. I never respond. Uh, just it's. That's... You seem like a fiery guy under that. <laughs> Ted Danson exterior, you do. We just I, I, met today, by the way. So I would say that that uh, yeah, fiery is probably. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think I have a calm demeanor on the outside, but inside I'm definitely fiery. Well, so. you don't survive as long as you did as a player without having that. I mean, you can't be meek out there. <laughs> you wouldn't last very long. One last business question, and then we'll talk about some other CFL-related on-field stuff. I was saying again. I was driving home from the Flames game the other night, and I saw this banner for $15 Stampeders tickets. And uh, can you just dig into that a little more? What are you targeting there? Um, are they special seats within the stadium? What And how do fans snap them up? Yeah. Well, you know, I think what's beautiful is we have pricing levels at, for, for all fans, for all afford, affordability. And really, that's, you know, that's in our family fun zone, right, where it's, it's in, in the end zone. 
but it's about being able to bring be there. multiple people uh, to the games and make it affordable. I mean, go into an NHL game, you know, regardless if it's Calgary, Toronto, it doesn't matter. It's expensive. And so to take a family is, can be challenging for a lot of families. And so we want to provide an affordable family option for people to come and have a great time. Bravo. Bravo. And that's it. Are you getting any pressure from other teams in the league? Because I know how this goes. Pressure in what way? How can you sell tickets for $15? You're devaluing our product. I've been in these meetings. Trust me. Well, you know, and we do work together as a team. It's funny. As, uh, that's what, well, it's been a really nice surprise. Off the field, I only knew on the field, and that way yep. you're battling every game. But off the field, the teams work really hard together and share, you know, what the, you know, lessons learned and, and how do we make this team better because we need everybody. And so we do really work, you know, very hard uh, to... to to capitalize together and make our products better and so you know it so there's been no butting heads right you know it's they understand what we're trying to do and i mean look at edmonton they uh, reduced their ticket prices this year and, and you know they're trying to do something different because what we've learned is the game has changed and the way people view sports is different and how they consume sports is different so we have to be doing things differently well, I say the 2000s in the CFL, which was your renaissance and was mine as a broadcaster, was the best. The stadiums were full. The TV ratings were boffo. Um, and there are those that say we'll never, never get there again. Well, if we can't, why try? I think the CFL can. I really do. Absolutely. Yeah, why not? You know, when you look at uh, what's happened to our season ticket base, and we're very transparent, you know, we have, since COVID, since the pandemic, we've lost 25% of our season ticket holders. Wow. And so that is a massive impact on our bottom line. Um, but this year is a year of investment. We have to deliver value for our season ticket holders and give them a reason to come to our stadium. It's easy to sit at home, watch a game. You know, you have cold drinks close, you're in climate controlled. It's a nice, comfortable spot to watch a game. And everybody's got a 50 inch TV now. And so we have to do something to get them into the stadium. And so, you know, 2023 is a year of investment for us. We are investing in our season ticket holders. We're investing in fan engagement and we're investing in fan growth. And so, you know, we're really excited about well, it. Well, there's one thing. Uh, my dad's not with us anymore, but he worked 26 years in the NHL as a scout, but he was a rider season ticket holder. And he says, here's what you don't get at home. The smells of the barbecues and the smoke. You don't see your friends. <laughs> all those things, right? And he was saying it 20 years ago. Now, very Calgary-centric so far. How about those Winnipeg Blue Bombers? They fell just short of a third Grey Cup title last year, but the season was profitable for the Blue Bombers. They posted a $4.9 million operating profit last year, according to their 2022 annual report. That was released on Thursday. Bombers posted a CFL Best 15-3 and record, as we all know, but lost in the Grey Cup last minute to the Argos at Mosaic Stadium. Winnipeg, ranked first overall in CFL attendance, recorded gate receipts of $13.8 million. And I swear to you, and maybe you're one of those guys, I've had people saying, how's Winnipeg doing it? Are you looking into that saying, how are they doing it? I talked to Wade Miller, their president, you know, quite often and asking exactly. And he <laughs> is so good about sharing the things that they're yeah. doing. Their amateur football strategy is, you know, they have nailed it. They've nailed a lot of things, and they've done a, such a great job in how do they attract younger demographic into their stadium? How do they bring people in? How do they sell merchandise? And so I do spend a lot of time talking to him and asking you know, what they're doing and finding out what they're doing, and can we do that in Calgary? And is it applicable to our market? So they, and he's been so good about sharing. Yeah, well, it's funny because I don't mind saying this. The former president of the Riders, Jim Hobson, who went into the Hall of Fame uh, not that long ago, is a really close friend of mine. So the Bombers invited me to a game two summers ago and uh the, the they were playing the art and the the buzz in winnipeg downtown was you gotta get to the game an hour before you know what i'm gonna say it was like three dollar hot dogs beers and hamburgers and the place was full jay yep. <laughs> an hour before kick up what so hobson called me when i got home he's like what are they doing over there and i told him about that he goes was that wade's idea who cares they're doing it you know what? Can Stamps fans look forward to that this year? Well, or, we we do have a season ticket happen. Do you? Hour. Yep, the, an hour before the game, so it's we have something very. Oh, similar. cool! Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and the one thing I will say this too: uh, here last year, I don't think I'd ever, in all my time around the CFL, participated in a Stampeders tailgate. It's as good as you're gonna find. 
It is unbelievable. Right? Yeah. It really does add for a huge atmosphere as you're coming into the stadium. Uh, we have the best tailgating in Canada, and it's fantastic. My only challenge with it is it's so good, it's hard to get our fans into the stadium for kickoff. I so can see that. That's something we have to work on. So I, I keep saying to our team, well, we have to give them a reason to be here, right? So let's create something special. On Labor Day, when we do the flyover with the F-18s, everybody's in their seat. So let's strategize. And what are we going to do to make sure our fans are in their seats for kickoff? Is that a, an, an NFL problem? I've never really heard of that before. I could see how that would be a problem. Yeah. Is the NFL battle that that you know of? Not that I'm aware of. Because I, I, I think they are marketing geniuses. Of course. And they, their game presentation is fantastic. And, and don't get me wrong. Ours is as well. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, let's give them, let's give them a reason to be there. And uh, so we, we talk about that all the time. And, you know, and the thing is, it, when our players come out after introductions, it does impact uh, the atmosphere of the of game and, and their atmosphere as well. So we also want to support, make sure they get supported and, and they're ready to go when the game, when kickoff happens. Well, I'll tell you, we'll have to. Um, and by the way, uh, Clark, can you uh, message Moose and we'll bring him on next segment? Because I know Jay's got some important stuff to talk about with Kevin down here after. And we'll talk about all these. Thank you for that. Um, the more time I spend in Florida, which I spent the last two winters there and falls, what I learn about the NFL is you get a handbook as a team from the, here you go. You probably are, here's how you run your team from a game presentation standpoint. Yep. However you want to draft and everything is entirely up to you. Would you want to see that uniformity in the CFL or do you like the individualism of each? You know, I do like the individual. Yeah, so do I. And again, we share. We share what works and what's best. But yet, every market is very different. And so you have to adapt and be able to, you know, our fan base is very different than, than Winnipeg's. And so, you know, we have to do something, you know, create our game presentation that our fans want to see. So I, I, I do like that individual. Uh, yeah, so I was surprised when I heard that. Yeah. But, folks, if you wonder why you hear hell's bells prior to every kickoff in the NFL or every third down, right? In Absolutely. every stadium. Yep. It's because Park Avenue has said, here's your book. This is what you do. And some of us kind of like to think for ourselves. Call me crazy. Now, another huge topic on the Canadian football scene I need your take on. And this is within the last 24 hours. Five Simon Fraser University football players filed for an injunction against the school Thursday to reinstate their football program. The claim was filed Thursday in B.C. Supreme Court. The players, all of whom have varying amounts of NCAA eligibility remaining, were listed as plaintiffs. Simon Fraser University listed as the defendant. April 4th, the school announced they're discontinuing the football program. And this claim by the players lists damages suffered as a result of the school's decision. How do you feel about that? All of it. I think first off, you know, really disappointed that that, you know, that we're even having to talk about this. I, you know, from the football community and giving young men the opportunity to chase a dream and, and, to, and you know, you talk about the legacy, 65 years of football uh, gone just like that. Very disappointing uh, from the football community side of things that we're supportive and doing what we can, you know, as a team and as a league to help influence where we can to, to ensure that these young men get a chance to play as Simon Fraser University. Um, you know, in terms of, uh, of the lawsuit, it, like, you know, hard to comment one way there. I don't know too much of the details, but I, I can understand their perspective, you know. Yeah, the, yeah. It's, it's something was taken away from, and let's face it, this is an emotional game. And when you take away something like that, it, you know, that hurts and it, could impact the rest of their lives. Had so, you heard the story that they that they were suing? I, I'd heard yeah. that there was possibility that it was coming yeah, up. Yeah, so it, it happened. Yeah. And my question, just somewhat rhetorically, is what's their end game? Like, do you actually think you're going to bring the program back? Like, I understand Football Canada is trying to make it happen, and Randy yep. Ambrosius, but if the school doesn't want the program, I don't think they're going to be a program. So there's that. On the player's side, I get it. They're like, we had a deal. We committed to this school. I kind of wonder what their end game is. They yeah. want the tuition back or a little bit of money or I wonder. And, and yeah, I, I would, I wonder as well. You know, I think ultimately they just love to have the football program back and, uh, you know, maybe search for alternatives, you know, whether it's coming in and playing in U sports and, and those sorts of things. So uh, I think, and I'm just be speculating at this point, but I think that would be the best solution for them. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, Mark Mueller sat on that bench, your quarterback's coach, a couple weeks ago. When this came down, 
And his thing was, the worst part of all this is 80 to 100 spots for Canadian players gone. He goes, that is the number one bad thing right there. He's looking at it as a football guy, and that is really the biggest base of it. How would you, uh, as we wind this up, rate the state of football in Canada? Because we're looking at potentially five players drafted in the NFL, Canadians, most ever. Yep. Must be good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think the quality of football players in Canada, uh, you know, it, it, is, it is so much better than when I played. When I see our players and how great athletes are, like I, and I talk offensive line because that's what I know. Yeah. Our guys are bigger, faster, stronger, and more skilled. Than what I, I couldn't play today. Like I see these guys and go, wow. Uh, and that's a direct You reflection. really believe that? Well, Come on. You're yeah, saying it. Maybe not 14 <laughs> years. Um, I got him. But, uh, you know, but they, are, they are incredibly skilled athletes. And so I think that's a direct reflection of what's going on. You know, Dean Leonard, one of my ex-teammates, yep. Kenton, his son is playing for the Chargers, right? Went down to Ole Miss. Uh, and, you know, so you're seeing that all over the place. So I'd say the state of football in Canada is fantastic. Um, you know, football numbers are up in, in amateur football, you know, across, you know, Calgary minor football and, and, and we're seeing growth in the game again, which is exciting. Um, and so to have, you know, I think it's 28 universities playing fo- playing varsity football and to have one of those taken away and to go down to 27, 80, those it's 80, 90 good. spots, it's not good. And so, you know, we need to do what we can to make sure that, that uh, if, if there's an opportunity to continue that program, then we can make that happen. Well, Jay McNeil, it sounds like your plate is very full. <laughs> So I appreciate you finding time for us today, and we'll see you down at the stadium here this year. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for having me. That's been great. Absolutely. Two-time Grey Cup champion, Jay McNeil, VP of Business Operations with the Calgary Stampeders. The Moose will join us next. We'll delve into more of these football-related topics. And Mike Wilner coming up to talk Blue Jays baseball later on in Hour 2. We're live from Grey Eagle Resort and Casino on the Game Plus television network, YouTube Live, and WQEE, the Fringe Radio Network. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Playnow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games. Your favorite live table games. And the Playnow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. Playnow.com. 19 plus. Use your game sense. We're coming at you live from Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. And before we bring the moose back in, here's a sports update on this Friday. As a matter of fact, I had it all ready to go first thing this morning. And then breaking news came down from the National Hockey League. News out of Pittsburgh. The Penguins firing today. Uh, Stick with me. Firing General Manager Ron Hextall, Director of Hockey Operations Brian Burke, and Assistant General Manager Chris Pryor after the club failed to reach the playoffs for the first time in 17 years. Down in Anaheim, the Ducks announced they will not renew the contract of Dallas Eakins after finishing the season as one of the worst teams in the National Hockey League. And the St. Louis Blues firing assistant coaches Craig McTavish and Mike Van Ryan. Now, to other sports, the Toronto Blue Jays take on the unbeaten Tampa Bay Rays in Major League Baseball action tonight at Rogers Center. Toronto coming off a 3-1 loss to Detroit after taking the first two games of their first home series this season. Tampa, meanwhile, will look to set the modern-day baseball record with its 14th straight win to start the season. So all eyes, I feel like, will be on Rogers Center tonight. In the final two games, I jump back to hockey for a second. Of the NHL regular season goes tonight. The Colorado Avalanche will look to take the Central Division crown for the Dallas Stars with a win against Nashville. That's what they need. 
In other action, Buffalo will take on Columbus from both with both teams already eliminated. This sports update is for Landmark Cinemas. We have a winner. It is Earl from Calgary. Earl, congratulations. He texted movies to 902-518-3033. You're going to the movies courtesy Landmark Cinemas and the Rod Peterson Show. And by the way, in theaters now, the Super Mario Brothers movie, while working underground to fix a water main, Brooklyn plumbers Mario and Luigi are transported down a mysterious pipe and wander into a magical new world starring Chris Pratt and Charlie Day. In theaters now, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Okay, Darren Moose DuPont joins us on this Friday and uh, a football Friday, Moose. And I don't know, were you able to... You're also running business over here with the RP Show. If you weren't able to see it, I, uh, I understand. But did you see much of the Jay McNeil interview? Yeah, I was able to tune into a little bit of it in between phone calls. And great to have Jay on the show. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I kind of love what they're doing over there in Calgary. So do I. Um, are you talking on the field or off? Because they got a lot of things going on here. <laughs> <laughs> Both? Both. You know, it's, it's, I think, it, you know, they're a flagship organization. I, I mean, Winnipeg, we know the success they've had. Saskatchewan, you know, with the merchandise sales and the fan base and everything prior to Winnipeg. But Calgary's just been a constant. They've been a constant, you know, great uh, franchise in the Canadian Football League. And, um, I know they're making it. They've made a big change in their personnel, and and you know with the quarterback position, no doubt last season. But they're going to still continue to be a flagship team in this league. Oh yeah, no doubt. This is okay. Just relax, woo sa. This is going to be fun for the rest of our time in this. Just fun football talk and stuff because it's a football Friday. Uh, John. Ohm in Winnipeg says longer, faster, wider. Loved that CFL promotion in the 1990s. Well, it's memorable. That also went along with the our balls are bigger promotion. I gotta tell you right now, in 2023, there is zero chance that promotion gets passed. No way. And the other one was uh, we're radically <laughs> Canadian. And that was on T, and that was pretty cool too. That was on T, league wide. I remembered it was on footballs. It was on T-shirts. I have to preface and remind our viewers and audience that Darren was born in 1987, so he was just coming onto the CFL radar as a fan at that time. And I was a yeah. fan, not really working in the league full time. But I remember we had a linebacker by the name of Ron Getz. He was from Minnesota, had played in the league, and for whatever reason, I was around Getz a lot. And uh, I just remember we were walking out of the stadium one time and. I think it was with Raz. I think Raz was part of this crew, this conversation. And Raz was saying something about the CFL and something he didn't like about it. And Ron Getz turns him and goes, but we're radically Canadian. And everybody <laughs> broke out laughing. Everybody knew the slogan was my point. So longer, wider, faster. Our balls are bigger. We're still talking about it 25 years later. Would any league dare to use that? <laughs> they might now. try. They might try. But then, <laughs> you know, they're going to get the backlash and Wouldn't have get to too far. retract the slogan. You know, it's funny. Gene Mikowski went into the Hall of Fame, and I think I've shown you the picture. It used to hang in my, in my office. It was me as a little kid getting a jersey from Gene, and I was pictured with the cheerleaders and Gene. And when he went into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame, I had him sign the photo. I'm like, this will be a cool memory. I'll show him me as a kid. And now he knows me as a broadcaster. Now he'll see this. And I think it was, was he, did he go in with Lance Frazier? Or who did he go into the Hall of Fame with? But I don't I'm trying remember. to remember who, who was in the class. But he turns to me and said, guys, guys, remember these jerseys? Radically Canadian. Right on the jersey, on the patch, right here on the shoulder. Yeah. And they all had a great we laugh. Like, I can't again. believe we wore that on our jerseys. But they love it. It was great. Honestly, man, I... I can't, I don't know. I'm at this point in my life that I'm trying to decide if I'm just that old guy going, it was better in the day. And these guys now have no idea what they're doing or if I'm actually right. And these people today have no idea what they're doing. And it was better then. Cause for instance, the Stanley cup playoffs are nigh as they say. And to my, in my mind, I remember two phrases because it's the cup or Cup crazy. 
Yeah. Two iconic NHL slogans. What's the NHL slogan now, Darren, and going into the playoffs? Please, I'll wait. <laughs> Dude, the show is going to be over before I come up with what it is. I mean, you're right. I remember Dennis, you had Dennis Leary, right, who was a big comedian and actor, and he's still, I mean, still, I don't know how famous he is anymore, how much the younger generation relates to him, but he would say, it's time to go cup crazy, and they'd have all the fans and, and all the celebrities involved, and right? And then you had Liv Schreiber it awesome. because, it's the, because it's the cup, you know, and all those great videos. Oh, man, it gave you chills. Chills. It's cool. What are they doing now, Tim? I'll wait. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm trapped in this time warp of that. I, I mean, if they brought back the radically Canadian theme and the CFL with the same logo and the same campaign, roll it out again. Retro is cool. I think it, I think that it could work. Um, yeah, retro is cool. You're right. I believe that it is. Listen, be honest with me. Full disclosure: when I brought up um, Rodney Dangerfield on my NHL top five yesterday, did you know what I was referring to? I know who Rodney Dangerfield is, but okay. again. I'm I'm an old 36 year old, right? I'm not a young 36. Not really. Most not really. Um, but I, I'm saying not many other people, if any, in my circle would know who that is, or would be able to relate. Okay, I see what you're saying. Um, right? Yeah. It, but you know, yeah. Okay, this is what is fun about this Friday football discussion. We talk about theme nights. Are they? Yeah. Do we really need to have them? Sure. Our football Friday. That's a theme day. Everybody knows we're going to talk football on Friday. It's the same idea. So, yes, they are important, and they do work. Um, Ryan in Saratoga, New York says, Good day, Rod Squad. The CFL needs an ad campaign called Run It Back. And they bring back the 90s ad campaigns. Retro for the win. John says the CFL needs to take marketing chances. Come on, reinvent yourselves. Ambrosi, you listening? The thing is, it dovetails into what Jay said about the Twitter. Uh, he said when he played, he didn't have to deal with social media. It's a really good point. Because now you come out with any kind of marketing slogan, ask tourism Regina, and you oh, just get no. bashed beyond six ways from Sunday. Everybody's afraid to do anything. Everybody's afraid. Like, honestly, who would think that the pride jerseys and the inclusive movement in the NHL would be a bad idea? And I don't think the NHL is saying that it is. You and I clearly don't think that it is. But I think they would prefer to have not had the backlash they've had because virtually none of that's positive. From a minority, and I come from the recovery world, but to have any talk about your movement is actually a good thing. I'm sure the LGBT community doesn't care, but I'm sure the NHL might wish they hadn't done it. Uh, and Jack, by the way, says, RP Show, a huge thank you for keeping CFL football in the top loop on the regular the only one doing it. And there are, there's more, but I don't, I feel like you have things you'd like to say. So go ahead. I brought you in for a reason. No, it's, it's such an interesting battle. And, you know, just speaking out loud and thinking out loud, we deal with this in business all the time. And, you know, what do you do, right? Because you don't want to cause controversy in a negative way. You don't want, nobody wants hate mail. Nobody wants to be crapped on. Nobody wants to have the, you know, bad public image. But at the same time, if you, if you just play it safe and if you just do what you can to not ruffle anybody's feathers and just be vanilla, you're not going to move the needle. And so you're not really going to draw any attention from anybody. Nobody's going to care what you're doing. Right. But then if you go negative and you draw a bunch of attention, then maybe advertisers or businesses don't want to be attached to you. It's such a delicate world that we're in right now, and you have to be careful which way you go. But I still believe that just doing nothing and being you know, safe is not always the best way to go. I know I'm going to keep doing what I do. Too late to change now. I mean, we're still on the air, and I think we're fine. What do we do? We try to support the, supports, support the leagues that we love and the teams. We don't bash. I think that's what people like about this show. Um, Al Bundy watching. He says, are CFL balls bigger today? I saw a video on YouTube saying they aren't bigger today. I knew they were when I was younger. 
Can we get a ruling on that? Maybe from Craig Smith, our director of scouting. And the reason I ask is this. I believe I saw the current general manager of the Rough Riders stating, I think he told me to my face, Jeremy O'Day, that the balls are the same size. And God knows he was a center for 17 years in the CFL. You'd think he'd know. And he also played at Edinburgh, a U.S. school. But when Vince Young was trying out for the Rough Riders, they shipped him a shipment of CFL ball. Why would you do that if the balls are the same? I think and that was Chris Jones, not Jeremy O'Day, but right. I think the I actually am with you on on saying that I think the balls are the same size. That I've heard that and seen that that they're the same size in terms of width. I think the shape might be a little different. So whether the Canadian ball stays at its thickness um, and its size for a longer period of time, um, the, you know, the, the shape is a little different perhaps, but I don't think our, our ball is any wider in the middle or any wider than uh, the NFL ball at all. But Craig Smith would be the guy. You, that's the right source. He would know. Darren Workman in Utah is watching, and he says, for the first time ever, the two spring football leagues play on the same weekend. will be interesting to see how the USFL and XFL fare against each other. And he's talking about ratings. Wouldn't it be something if they played each other? Wouldn't that be a trick? Why wouldn't they? They play the same rules. They play the same field dimension, whatever. But I guess USFL last year's championship game was airing on some network a weekend or two ago. And I saw somebody tweet about that. And I'm like, what? They're already playing? Oh, it was last year's champion? I'm lost. But that's a little bit of a me problem, not a them problem. And it, from a personal thing, I'm going back to the Queen City. we got a tribute coming up here at the end of the show for our good friend Derek Myers. We're laying him to rest Saturday, my best friend. I'm, my mind's not where it normally would be. So apologies to the U XFL and the USFL fans. You do you. We'll catch up with you on the, on the flip. Same goes for you, Moose. Have a great weekend. Thanks for jumping in. You bet. Thank you. We're going to get to the bottom of the Blue Jays baseball situation when we come back next with Mike Wilner from the Deep Left Field podcast and Toronto Star. We're live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and your southern home of sports and talk, WQEE and the Fringe Radio Network. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Are you tired of overspending on your purchases? Say hello to local deals available on the MySask411 app, which brings you amazing deals and offers right at your fingertips. With a few taps, you can save big on your next shopping spree, from dining to clothing. MySask411 has discounts for all your needs. Download the MySask 411 app and start saving today. RP Show continues from that place. Great Eagle Resort and Casino and switching gears to baseball. Spencer Turnbull threw five strong innings as the Detroit Tigers snapped a six-game slide Thursday with a 3-1 win over the Toronto Blue Jays. Turnbull had six strikeouts, gave up six hits, one earned run and a walk. Jay starter Chris Bassett had seven strikeouts, but allowed three walks, two earned runs, and four hits over a six-inning performance. The big news, though, is that Tampa's in town tonight. We'll get to all of that. Mike Wilner joins us from the Deep Left Field Podcast. We always have fun with Mike. We're all big Wilnerness fans. And, Mike, if you don't mind, uh, and we'll get to the race. This is a very exciting tonight. They're looking to make history. But the way that series ended up against Detroit, what was your take on how it went down at Rogers Center? I mean, they they won two out of three against a team they're supposed to beat, and really that's all you can ask for. It would be nice to sweep a series. Tampa Bay swept Detroit. Uh, Tampa Bay swept everybody. But uh, they, they played a bad team. They won twice, including one, you know, get up off the mat, come back in the bottom of the ninth, down by two runs. They couldn't pull it off twice. They just didn't hit last night, and that's going to happen sometimes. But overall, 8-5 and five is a fine way to start a season. Two words, Chris Bassett. How are we on his debuts for Toronto? I mean, he's 
pitched great twice. He he got he got destroyed his first time out and made a really lousy first impression on people who have never seen him pitch before by giving up home runs on two of his first three pitches and and getting knocked around by St. Louis. But then he gave up two hits over six innings against the Angels and gave up I think three hits or four hits, two runs on four hits over six innings last night. So I had, uh, nobody should have an issue with Chris Bassett. He has been um, you know, that first start was clearly an anomaly and that does not track with the four last four years of of what he's done in the major leagues and the last two absolutely do okay good to know and and by the way i mean i've told you i'm a hockey and football guy i like baseball but i don't profess to know it and we say in hockey u.s thanksgiving is when you know what you have and in a way, the cream rises from the uh, chaff, however you want to say it. What, what's the marker in baseball where you say, Mike, this is what we have as a team, that you know it? Yeah, I think two months is reasonable. I mean, sort of like U.S. Thanksgiving. Um, uh, you know, I've talked to so many people over the years, but DeMarlo Hale, Blue Jays bench coach for a long time, used to cut the season up into thirds uh, and really not evaluate or assess until you've played a third of a season which is 54 games. Um, Billy Bean used to say, you have two months to figure out what you have, two months to fix it, and two months to win. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, you know, there are a lot of people who will make huge judgments based on one game, based on four games, based on a week. But really, it's it, it takes a long time till things settle in. And I think two months is a pretty solid read. Right. So we're 14 games in. So... I'm just, I'm telling the people that are, were worried about this slow start. I'm like, just enjoy the ride. But with Tampa coming to town this weekend, that there I would think is a great measuring stick. What's your expectations for tonight in this weekend series? I mean, it, I don't expect, you know, it's funny when people look at uh, either thing. First of all, I would take issue with your suggestion that the Blue Jays are off to a slow start. They're, they're not. I mean, until last night, they just were just the St. Louis. Just the well, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, I get it. The, the I get first it. four games, yeah. right? The first four games, yeah, yeah, because I was dealing with a lot of that over the first four games too, when they were one and three. Um, and then you, you know, you have to explain to people that if this is if this is a football season, you've just reached the end of the first quarter of the first game of the season. So it's it's ridiculous to make any assessments. And then they won seven out of eight, um, and then and then lost last night. But as far as Tampa Bay goes. It is funny to to I mean I guess it's it's a common thing you expect an object in motion to stay in motion either way it's going right which is why when the Blue Jays were one and three there were people who were tweeting me saying they have serious concerns about this team and and uh, you know they're not not as good as we thought they were going to be and this is terrible and it's going to be a horrible year uh, just like people who see Tampa Bay starting 13 and 0 and expect them to win 140 games this year. They're not going to win 104. They're not going to win 120 games this year. They are, might not even win 100. Um, though I'll say before the season started, I said, <clears throat> pardon me, that there were three teams in the AL East that could win 100 games this year. Tampa Bay was one of them, and that hasn't changed. But they have not played even a decent team yet. They played. They started their season against the three worst teams in baseball, all of whom are going to lose at least 100 games. And then they played four against the Boston Red Sox, who are not good. And the Red Sox gave them a little bit of a challenge, but not really. Um, I do not expect Tampa Bay to start the season on a 16-game winning streak, which is what a sweep of the Blue Jays would entail. Uh, I don't expect them to run away and hide. You know, we still talk about the 35 and 5 of the 1984 Detroit Tigers because it happens so rarely we're still talking about a team that was almost 40 years ago no one's had a start like that since Tampa Bay's a good team don't don't get me wrong at all Tampa Bay is a good team are they this good no because nobody's ever been this good and nobody is ever going to be this good. I expect a really good series between the Jays and the Rays, and I expect four really good series between the Jays and the Rays over the course of this season because they are two of the best teams in the league, and it'll be, uh, it'll be a lot of fun to see how they match up. Um, I don't think Tampa's going to run away and hide with the division. I think it's going to be super competitive all the way through the season. 
but kudos to them for getting the job done. You know, when when terrible teams are put in front of you, you want to beat the crap out of them every night, and that's what Tampa Bay's done so far this season. What is your assessment of the kids, Biggio, Bichette, and Vladdy, as you know, to this point, this season? I mean, I don't know that there's been a better hitter in the major leagues than Vladdy so far this season, other than Matt Chapman. Uh, Vlad is is pounding the crap out of the ball pretty much every time he hits it. He's already had at least six multi-hit games. Uh, I think he only got one last night, but I'm not sure. But he, he drove in a run with a two-out hit. Uh, Bichette has been incredible as well. Uh, and, and this new configuration of the ballpark, I think, is going to help him and Chapman more than anybody else. I don't think Biggio belongs in that conversation. I don't think Biggio uh, should really ever have been in that conversation. I like him, and I think that um, I think there are good things ahead. I think he's a lot better than what he's shown the last couple of years. But Bichette and Guerrero are transcendent players, and we we put the three of them together because they came up at the same time because their fathers were all great major league players, but. Bichette and Guerrero are in a class by themselves. Biggio is not in that class. But I don't know that anybody else really is on this team. Yeah. Good answer. It's fun to watch. And speaking of watching, out here in Western Canada, just looking at the fawning over the Renos at at Rogers Center, you just brought it up. It's kind of fun. They love their Blue Jays. Is it as nice as it looks on television, man? Are you as excited as the uh, average Jays fan at what they've done there? I'm probably not as excited because I'm not going to be hanging out up in the 500 level in the bars and and on the landings in the 200 (laughs) level, but it does look really, really cool. I mean, the fact that um, fans can be face-to-face with the relievers in the bullpen is pretty awesome, and I think Seattle's the only other place that uh, that has that feature. Uh, Fenway, you're kind of on top of the bullpen, but you're not right there. You're still sort of above. The fact that there are landings um both in left and right field where you can stand and look straight down pretty much on the bullpen that's super cool and the fact that the wall isn't you know just a a regular sort of half circle anymore is neat too there are going to be some interesting bounces one would hope there are going to be some triples in a ballpark that's been one of the worst triples ballparks uh in the major leagues if not the worst for the last few years and there are going to be some more home runs because the fences have moved in. And and again, as we saw on opening night, the opportunity to pull back home runs over the wall in center field, that's really cool too. Those are the things that I'm very excited about. The fans are more excited, I think, about um, you know the bars upstairs and the, the new food and, and the idea that you, know, you can just sort of be in there without a seat and wander around and, and have a good time with a ball game in the background, all of which is, is, uh, is really cool. It's been a long time coming and I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the new face they've put on the place for sure. Yeah. It's fun to just watch the fans excitement over it all. Mike, we will let you go deep left fields, the podcast, enjoy the weekend series. I can't wait to do it again soon. Thanks for the time. All right. Thanks Rod. Take care. Longtime Jays broadcaster, podcaster, Mike Wilner. Overtime's next. We're going to do a tribute to our good friend, Derek Duke Myers, who's a pillar uh, of this show in its beginnings, and we'll be laying him to rest this weekend. Uh, that's coming up. Another sports update and audience takeover. So some would say the most important uh, segment is ahead right after this on Game Plus and WQE The Key. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Playnow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the Playnow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. Playnow.com. 19 plus. Use your game sense. 
You got something to say? You want to add to this show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. All right. Hello, everybody. It is the final segment of the program, and we don't have a lot of time here. Uh, what do we got, Clark Fishing? What, about five minutes? Which goes by fast. Yeah, it goes by fast in our business. A couple things. So, number one, we're going to announce the winner. We're giving away a table for eight, courtesy our production partners, IKS Media, for the banquet featuring Ryan Getzlaff and Chris Getzlaff. It's the Regina Red Sox annual fundraising dinner. The winner is... Ted Yanko. It was a retweet, like, and tag three friends contest. Ted Yanko, you're going to the Red Sox dinner featuring Chris and Ryan Getzlaff. Our crew will be in touch with you and get that taken care of this afternoon. Exciting. Thanks for playing. Was there another item, or can I get into the sports update, Clark? What are we looking at? Okay. The final two games of the NHL regular season are tonight. The Colorado Avalanche will look to take, uh, take the Central Division crown. From the Dallas Stars, they need a win over Nashville to do it, though. Colorado, one point back of the Stars, whose season is over. Elsewhere, Buffalo's going to face the Blue Jackets. Both teams have been eliminated. Canada advanced to the semifinals of the Women's World Hockey Championship Thursday. The Canadians blew a two-goal lead before Sarah Nurse scored her second of the contest in overtime to save their quest for a third straight title. This is hilarious. It doesn't even say who they beat. Who's writing this stuff? I was literally considering writing my good friend Chris Mayberry, who was the czar of broadcast news in the Canadian press in Canada, and say, Chris, can you go down there and start kicking some ass? And now officially I'm going to do that, I think. It doesn't even say who they beat or what's the score. I know they beat Sweden 3-2. You, you might want to put the score in the story. Canada will play Switzerland Saturday, U.S. facing Cheshire. The final set of play-in games to take place tonight in the NBA features the Chicago Bulls, who ousted the Raptors Wednesday. They face the Miami Heat in South Florida for the eighth and final playoff spot in the East. In the West, Hamilton's Shea Gilgis-Alexander aims to lead the Oklahoma City Thunder to the final playoff spot against the Minnesota Timberwolves. From the hockey world, there is the breaking news today. The Pittsburgh penguins firing their hockey leadership staff cleaned house most notably ron hextall and brian burke the anaheim ducks firing their head coach dallas eakins and in st louis assistant coaches mike van ryan and craig mctavish have been fired they're calling it black friday in the national hockey league and uh, the day ain't over yet the sports update is brought to you by Landmark Cinemas. Our weekly winner is Earl from Calgary. He texted movies to 902-518-3033. You're going to the movies, courtesy Landmark Cinemas and the Rod Peterson Show. And this is, folks, the value of advertising. I did see a poster for this, Renfield, but I didn't really know what it was. But Landmark Cinemas has sold me, and maybe I can sell you, in theaters tonight. Renfield in this modern monster tale of Dracula's loyal servant, Nicholas Holt stars as Renfield, the tortured aide to history's most narcissistic boss, Dracula, played by Oscar winner Nicholas Cage. Renfield is forced to procure his master's prey and do his every bidding. But now, after centuries of servitude, Renfield's ready to see if there's a life outside the shadow of the Prince of Darkness. If only he can figure out how to end his codependency. Does that sound like something you might be interested in? Renfield at Landmark Cinemas beginning tonight. Get your tickets ahead of time. Go to LandmarkCinemas.com. Sign up for Landmark Extras for movie lovers only, like me and you. Free popcorn and pop refills on large orders. How about that? Come Monday, we'll be talking Stanley Cup playoffs, and Peter Lobardius will be with us from the Calgary Flames radio crew. Uh, a very big thank you to Jay McNeil today, Calgary Stampeders VP of Business. We're going to be uh, doing some fun things with them this summer. Thank you to Mike Wilner. Always fun talking Blue Jays baseball. Carlos in Indianapolis says, once again, the fastest two hours of the day. Great show, great conversations, and great people. 
Thank you, John Ohm. Thank you, uh, Jen from the Four Seasons, Wayne and Victoria, all of our usual gang. And as we get ready to lay our good friend Derek Myers to rest on the week, our good friend Derek Duke Myers passed away on Tuesday from cancer at the age of 45. It's been a very tough time for his friends and family. They're always smiling, always positive. The customer's not always right. Ask John Thomas Moore. Well, I, I go back to the, the guy that I ripped to shreds on this show. That last was a week. severe undressing and and pull your pants down spank yeah. spanking. Um, One thing that we really need to remember about Derek is, you know, Derek, from a sports standpoint, was a champion of local, local sports, local athletes, local teams, local stories, and believed in those. Hacked Barnes, who didn't love Stampede Wrestling in, in the old X, you know? So he just, you, there's more to it these days, and I really firmly believe that it's, it's not the fans. But I do think once you're in the seats as a fan and you've showed up, especially in football, it is your obligation to help your team along. If it came to amateur athletes, if it came to the university game, if it meant little kids doing great things in the community, Derek was the one who was really showcasing that. But he had no problem, Roddy. Remember all those segments all those years ago? But, you know, he had no problem putting the riders' feet to the fire when it came to the professional side either. And uh, he was a good friend to a lot of us. Uh, he was a good friend to so many, and condolences to his uh, to his families and loved ones. Derek was Derek was one of the good ones. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.